In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. Do you know that God has no partiality toward people? Today we're going to see what happened with the Gentiles. I'm reading from Acts 10. Cornelius was expecting them, and he called together his relatives and close friends. Verse 25. On Peter's arrival, Cornelius met him, and falling at his feet, worshipped him. But Peter made him get up, saying, Stand up, I am only a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found that many had been assembled. And he said to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with Gentiles and to visit Gentiles. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. That's the vision that he had on top of the roof. So when I, so when I was sent for... I came without objection. Now may I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius replied, Four days ago, at this very hour, at three o'clock, I was praying in my house when suddenly a man in dazzling clothes stood before me. He said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your arms have been remembered before God. It's all about prayer. How often do we pray? Oh, I pray in the car. That's not good enough. It's good to pray in the car, but you need a time to pray so that you would be able to be in union with the Lord. You say, I, I go to pray and I fall asleep. Well, at least you're there. Then go back again. It's very important that we pray. I remember a Pentecostal man when Vatican II came out. He said to a bishop, I wonder how many contemplatives we have in all these bishops. That's a very good question. People that love Jesus and know Jesus and spend time praying. That's what we all need to do. That's what you need to do. That's what I need to do. Without it, we're powerless. I'm going to tell you that I had burnt out because I wasn't praying enough. I was doing too much ministry without praying enough. And I burnt out. We need to be in the presence of God. We need that. You need that. Cornelius was in the presence of God. He was praying, and God spoke to him. Go to Joppa and ask for a man named Simon Peter and ask him to come 
to the house for us. And you know what? It goes on that says, Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon the Tanner by the sea. Therefore I sent for him immediately, and you have kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say. What do you think Peter's going to say? He's going to preach the gospel. But he doesn't know what's going to happen. You see, the preaching of the gospel brings the Holy Spirit. The preaching of the gospel brings the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, not very many people preach the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus Christ, our Lord, died and bled for our sins. He was buried and on the third day rose again from the dead. That's the gospel. I wonder how many people preach that. St. Paul said, I decided among you to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified to the Corinthian community. I wonder how many preachers do that same thing. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death, here's the gospel, by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all, not to all, not to all people, but to us who were chosen by God to be his witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach the, to the people and to testify that he is the one that was ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, and everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon them who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter, who had come with Peter, were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God, prophesying. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people 
who have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have. So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and they invited him to stay for several days. You see, the bringing of the gospel brings the Holy Spirit. Peter would never have baptized them if God didn't sovereignly act. God sovereignly acted through the proclamation of the gospel. And what happened in Acts 2 happened in Acts 10 to the Gentiles. They were speaking in other languages and prophesying. When we're open to the supernatural Jesus, he says that as we preach the gospel, he, he proves the truth of it with signs and wonders. You see the Holy Spirit, it's for you. It's for everyone. It allows you to know Jesus, and it gives us intimacy with him. Father Tom, he was talking about prayer. And in our spiritual life, we are as strong as our prayer life is. As we have a solid prayer life, it gives us intimacy with God. And our cup becomes so filled with the new wine, the Holy Spirit, that it just continues to overflow and it spills out upon everyone else. That is the only way to do ministry. That is the only way to live a life in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not to try to fill everyone else's cup up and worry about every other, everyone else's issues. That's how the flesh tends to want to operate. But Jesus came to with the upside-down kingdom. It is to have an intimate prayer life with the Lord. So he fills your cup with the new wine of the Holy Spirit so abundantly that all of a sudden your cup is overflowing and wells of living water are pouring out upon you. And your life is first just about you and Jesus. It is about you walking in this one-on-one -on -one relationship, one-on-one -on -one encounter with Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. But as you live this life, everyone who you come across, everyone who comes into your path, you can hear first, hear from the Lord of what they need, what they need prayer for, how you can best help them. And you just release heaven upon earth for them. We can only release what we have. We can only give what we've been given. The first thing the devil will always come against is your prayer life. Because if he cuts you off from your prayer life, he cuts you off from heaven. You cannot live an impotent life being cut off from heaven. You need to live a life filled with the power of God. Filled with the love of God. As we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive all gifts which are in the Holy Spirit. And as we pray and as we fast and as we die to ourselves, these gifts have greater and greater access to our, our spirit man. We spoke yesterday, our spirit man's in our belly. We don't want a spirit man the size of a raisin. We want a spirit man that overcomes our flesh, that our, our, we, are, we are dominated by things of the spirit. We, we think of things of the spirit. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So when we have a view of the world, 
we're looking down from heaven as we are seated with Jesus and we have a heavenly perspective on our life. When we command and we decree, we decree from heaven with Jesus down because the Holy Spirit has given us dominion and power over all the things of this world. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then you go out and witness. In the reading, it also said Jesus went about healing everybody. Jesus didn't only heal some people. There weren't some healings that were too hard from Jesus. Jesus went around and he healed everyone by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we know that is possible. Right, We know that is possible because we know that Jesus, he's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. That Jesus is not a God who is dead, but he's a God who's alive. He's a God who is with you right now, even as this broadcast goes forth. He has given you his Holy Spirit so you can be filled with the love of God, the fire of God. As Jesus came to display the invisible God, the Holy Spirit comes to fill you with the tangible presence and the love of Jesus and lead you right to him. So we're going to just make decrees over your life because our words have power and there's power in decrees. We decree in Jesus name right now that the Holy Spirit will fill you, that they'll, I speak freedom over your mind freedom over every area of your life and it also said that the anointing filled Jesus he was anointed it is about the anointing and it is about you receiving the anointing only the anointing breaks the yoke the anointing is the tangible presence of God from the Holy Spirit and it comes from this intimate prayer life so now be filled with the anointing be filled with the Holy Spirit be filled with all of heaven in Jesus' name. Be filled with the anointing. Yes, how we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know, I remember going to Mass one day. I wasn't a priest. It was a very hot day. And the priest came out and he said, Today I'm not going to speak to you about anything because it's too hot. Well, I was very upset. I went back into the sacristy and said, Father, can I talk to you? He said, yes. I said, you said you weren't going to preach today. I said, but if you only said Jesus loves you, there might have been someone out there that was going to commit suicide. The priest was very humble. He said, thank you for telling me this. I was shaken up. I said, what am I going to do telling a priest about his job? But yet the priest was humble. We need to pray. We need to pray often. Today we prayed with Father Matt for his back. It was not completely healed, but it was lessened. You see, prayer does things. I'm going to tell you what the devil hates. He hates when you pray. He doesn't mind when you preach. He says, but if they don't pray, they're going to burn out. You see, we might hear one person say, I have too many people to minister to. I can't pray. 
well, then you're not ministering in the Holy Spirit. You're ministering in the flesh. And ministering in the flesh gives you nowhere. It gets you nowhere. We need to consider being converted by the Lord Jesus Christ through the power of the Word and the power of the sacraments. I remember a Pentecostal preacher, E.I. Osborne, who said many, many years ago, as I was listening on WROL, I wasn't a priest, he said, when we have communion, people should be changed. He wasn't a Catholic. When we have communion, people should be changed, and they're not being changed. Well, I take that personally. I pray when I receive communion often that God would change me. I need to be changed. I don't want to be the same person I was last year. I want to be changed. I remember a little girl who used to pray for me. She was a special child. And she used to say, change Father Tom. Change him. And I would say, amen, amen. She knew that I needed to be changed. We all need to be changed. And the way we are changed is through intimacy with God, through prayer. St. Paul tells us to pray always, you know. It's very, it's very important, and there's so many wonderful ways to pray. We can pray in, we can pray in the Holy Ghost. Hore Maya Yose, Rama Marana Praying in tongues, you get the power of God in you. We can start with just vocal prayer, just read prayers. That's how I started praying. We can move into prayers of contemplation, prayers of met meditation as we meditate on Jesus's life through the power of the rosary and have our blessed mother intercede for us through the power of intercession you know last night I was at a a service where our blessed mother is appearing in a in a place called Magigori and and she's appeared to seven seven people since they've been a child and one of the visionaries he was in Boston yesterday and after we prayed the rosary the blessed mother came and appeared to him and i could feel the anointing and the presence of god fill the church in such a tangible powerful way you know i was i was being I was, you know, I've been doing ministry and the enemy was kind of oppressing me. But as the Lord sent down his blessed mother, all the oppression lifted. The power of God and all the graces he infused her with, infused into the church, you know. A lot of people ask me to pray for them and I do and I love it. But the prayer of our blessed mother, the intercession of the saints, you know, they're so, they're, they're just so powerful. So there's so many just wonderful ways of prayer. And it's not like this religious thing. It's connection to heaven. We need to be connected to the radio station of heaven. So that way, when things of hell come, we can just send them back to where they came from. Because we have that authority. We have that intimacy. If I wake up and I have the sniffles and I'm starting to get a cold, I return it to sender. I send this, I send the cold right back to hell, right where it came from. 
If I start to get tormenting thoughts, I take authority over it, return to sender. In Jesus' name, I command you to go back to, to the pits of hell where you came from. Maybe whatever it may be, anything that's not in the kingdom of God, sickness, tormenting thoughts, anxiety, you just return them back. But the power and the intimacy and the discernment of what's of God, what's not of God, it, it, it just comes from this intimate interior life. Very often in ministry, we get too focused on the what we need to do in the physical realm, and that's important. But what's happening in our life in the physical realm is just a reflection of what's going on interiorly. So if we have peace on the inside of us, our life ref reflects peace. If we have a powerful prayer life and we have heaven embedded in us through prayer, then when we lay hands on people, they receive heaven. You know, God is a God of order and he first needs to reorder us from the inside out. And as God reorders us, we lay hands on it and the anointing falls and that order falls into the person. The biggest thing with the anointing too is simplicity. You know, God is very simple. It's so funny because the devil comes against it. Oh, this is just a simple-minded man. Well, praise God. That means he's a man of God. You know, supernatural faith just comes with hearing and believing. Children are simple. The anointing is simple. God is simple. If there's any areas in your life that are chaotic or confusing or just not simple, that's not of God. God's just saying, my child... All you have to do is read the word and believe. All you have to do is say the prayer and know, know my anointing's filling you. All you need to do is trust in me so I can come and flood you with my glory. St. Faustina tells us, no trust, no graces. Trust is the vessel which all graces are given. So just trust in God. Be simple like a child. Be filled with gratitude if you can be... If you can be grateful you can be joyful and just praise god and say your prayers and everything in your life will go good seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you you don't need to worry about anything except seeking god and letting god take care of your life for you seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you Seek God and live. Seek God and live. I remember going to a conference in New York, and the minister was preaching at a charismatic retreat, and he, the only thing he said is, Seek God and live. And he says, If we seek God, we're going to live in the power of the Spirit. If we seek God, we're going to see healing. If we seek God, we're going to see deliverance. If we seek God, we're going to touch people. Who are we seeking when we pray? What are we seeking after? A good feeling? Whether you feel or not makes no difference. That you pray makes all the difference in the world. People say, but I don't feel it. Well, you know what? I don't feel it either. But God calls me to pray despite my lack of feeling. Because prayer changes things. Prayer changes lives. Prayer comes to us and does things that only God can do. We're going to see that in the 12th chapter of uh, 
the Acts of the Apostles. The church was praying for the release of Peter, who was bound in prison. They were praying, and they were praying hard, and they expected an answer, and they got the answer, but they didn't even believe it when he was at the door. It sounds like the church. Oh, somebody says to me, oh, you prayed with me, and I got healed, but it would have happened anyway. Well, don't ask to prayer. If it's going to happen anyway, just let it happen. No, it wouldn't have happened, because we prayed, and God did it. I didn't do it. But it would have happened anyway. No, it wouldn't have happened anyway. It and as far as funny, Father Tom would just talk about when the early church was praying for the release of, was it Peter? Peter. And his angel showed up, and they, he showed up, but they thought it was his angel. But it's funny because it shows us just a supernatural life that the early apostles were walking in, that they actually thought it was more plausible they were seeing an angel than a human. You know, th this is the realm we live in, that this earth is filled with the angels of God, filled with the supernatural things of God. Uh, imagine imagine today if we thought it was more likely to see an angel than a human. But the thing is, there's many more angels upon this earth than there's humans. Many more angels. And you know, G it's all about Jesus is the only one who saves. Jesus is the healer. He's the doctor, Jesus. But every good doctor has nurses. And these nurses, these the angels are just like the nurses. Jesus sends them out to do his works. You know, Jesus, he's a commander and he's a general of heaven, but he has a whole army underneath. And we have the intercession of the saints. We have the ministry of angels. And we just want to be awoken to all the realities and truths of God. Because as we cut ourselves off or we aren't open for graces, we can't receive these graces. So in Jesus' great goodness, he not only gave us himself, but he gave you a whole army to work with. So what is against you is nothing compared to what you have. So we're going to end this broadcast by Father Tom praying that the anointing fills you. Father, we ask for the anointing of Pentecost to come upon your people, that it would come upon them, they have, those that have been seeking to be baptized in the Spirit, and even those that have not been seeking. Let the anointing of God fall upon them now in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.